Good evening once again, and thank you for joining me for the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. I don't know about you, but I start to feel so much better once the lovely sunshine of spring begins to take over from the bleakness of winter. In the United Kingdom right now, it's springtime, and the trees are coming into leaf, flowers are starting to grow, and best of all for me, the blossom is adorning the trees around where I live. Beautiful reds and whites and pinks. A glorious sight to me, and it's one that I thank God for every year. I stopped my car beside such a tree a few days ago and pointed out the blossom to my two-year-old daughter. I look forward to this every year, I said. And then I thank God for bringing me through another year so I can see it again. Me too, she replied in her wonderful wide-eyed innocence. May she still share that experience throughout her life and always remember to thank her Lord. We're talking tonight about the healing waters and we're going right back to Ezekiel for our reference. So let's begin with that grand song, number 27 in our books, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. And verse 2 tells of treading the verge of Jordan, from whence the healing stream doth flow. We'll use that great new up-tempo arrangement that's become so popular in our worship over the last few years as we sing this great song together. <laughs> Writer Sidney Cox, for many years a Salvation Army officer, gave us many wonderful songs that we still sing, hear, and receive blessing from today. One of those that many of us learned from our very earliest days in the primary, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. 
Now, I believe Cox himself was not particularly pleased that generations of very young children learned the chorus of his song with the actions that go with it, for the song was originally written as a devotional one. This is one of the verses. There's a wondrous fountain filled with living water flowing from the Saviour's wounded side. There's an invitation to the heavy laden, to this fountain flowing deep and wide. As we pray this evening, let's use that chorus now in a lovely arrangement by Andrew Mackerith and played for us by the Birmingham Citadel Band. Deep and wide. Sweet and gracious is the voice that bids us welcome. 
cease your weary wandering, and abide where the healing waters flow from living fountains, fountains that are pure and deep and wide. And Lord, we come to you this evening grateful forever because salvation flowed from your side on Calvary and that each of us has been able to come to you and wash in the blood of the Lamb quite literally and know our sins forgiven, know the lovely joy and grace of salvation and we know that each of us is assured a place in glory with you one day. Lord, we pray for all who hear this podcast this evening, especially those who are in need of the healing waters. Maybe they need them for physical healing. Maybe they need them for spiritual healing. Maybe they need them for mental healing. For there are so many who suffer in these days through loneliness and sadness, despairs of all sorts, including, of course, and especially over this last year, the pain and the sadness of losing someone that they have loved. But now, Lord, as God willing, it seems that we're getting nearer and nearer to the end of this dreadful pandemic. We thank you for the brilliance of scientists and doctors who have helped us get this far. We thank you for the inspiration and the perpetual efforts of our leaders who have tried to the best of their abilities, I do believe, to lead their people through this dreadful time. We pray, Lord, for your church. Many of us are wondering what the future holds. Do we go back? to what we had before? Or do we step boldly forward into a new adventure that you have placed before us? Lord, guide us, inspire us, but most of all, be with us. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Amen. Now, I once heard a commissioner ask in a meeting that I attended, What's better than a great song to sing together? And his answer was, the chance to sing it twice. <laughs> well, we have plenty of opportunities to do such a thing in the army thanks to the skills of our great musicians, who often set the old words to new tunes. So let's turn together now to song number 888. Once I was far in sin, but Jesus took me in, down where the living waters flow. This is a great song from the pen of James Bateman. James was a young officer who, before he was converted, played the banjo in music halls. Well, there's no banjo here tonight, but let's enjoy singing this great song together.
Sing it twice? Maybe not quite. But now, as promised, here is that same song again. But this time sung by the East London Youth Chorus in a sparkling arrangement by Keith Griffin. This evening is taken from Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 1 to 12. The Healing Waters and Trees Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, 
for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east and there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand he measured one thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again he measured one thousand and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Again he measured one thousand and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again he measured one thousand. And it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned, there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters go there, for they will be healed, and everything will live where the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it, from Engedi to Eneglaim. They will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month, because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for medicine. We'll look some more at those words a little later in our meeting. The band music of Commissioner Sir Dean Goffin is almost always associated with the superb meditation, The Light of the World, or sometimes with the epic and technical festival pieces such as Symphony of Thanksgiving and My Strength, My Tower. Yet the Commissioner gave us so much more, including great marches like Alderney and Crusaders, and this beautiful piece a companion piece, if you like, to Light of the World, but a piece that is in perfect harmony with the theme of our meeting tonight. It's called Wonderful Healer, and it's played for us now by the Boscombe Band. <laughs> ¶¶ 
Do you, like me, enjoy swimming? Swimming is a pastime and a form of exercise that's always been important in my life. I inherited my love for being in water from my dad, who'd grown up in a house next to the old Glamorganshire Canal in Tiger Bay, Cardiff, and he often spoke of how he would just go out and dive into the canal behind the house to swim. And if we ever as children got within sight of a beach, he had to stop there and soon we'd be in the water. It looks very much as if little Emily and Bronwyn have inherited that same love for being in the water from their dad too. For they're real water babies and they love to be in the swim, as they say, as often as possible. Yes, we go to the pool, but we also swim in the sea if we can. And it's that that gives me a little bit of a problem living in Lincolnshire these days. Resorts like Cleethorpes and Skegness, they're the nearest to us, have beautiful, vast, sandy beaches. But the sea is always too far away from me to be able to get to. I have somewhat limited mobility, you see. And even if I could get there, the sea will take a long, long time before it's deep enough for me to swim in. When I'm at a beach like that, I feel a bit like Ezekiel in our reading today. Walk 50 yards and I'm still only up to my ankles. Walk another 50 and my knees are starting to get damp. By the time I'm up to my waist, I've kind of gone off the idea for a swim anyway, if you know what I mean. Last summer we had a holiday in West Wales. And just a few short paces into the sea at Aberystwyth and you're already out of your depth. Now that's more like it. My dad... Even the very day before he went to be with his lord lay so uncomfortable and hot in his hospital bed and he said to me with a smile on his face, I just wish I could jump into a swimming pool now. And you know, I think if there'd been one thereabouts, he would have done just that. Getting into the water, you see, immediately imbues a wonderful sense of invigorating freshness to the water lover anyway. Your aches and pains just flow away with the water. And yes, in that sense, even just being in the water has a healing effect. And when you get out, all those cobwebs are blown away. That stickiness and sweatiness of the day has gone, and you're left with a feeling of freshness, energised for the rest of the day. In a way, yes, you do feel cleansed, within and without. The healing waters. Now you'd think that was a very common phrase in the Bible, wouldn't you? Well, it may surprise you to learn that this prophecy by Ezekiel is the only time that healing waters are ever mentioned in the Old Testament. Ezekiel. That's a tough old book to delve into. Ezekiel's visions were so vivid and strange. I joked as I prepared this meeting that these days you, you might accuse Ezekiel of having dropped some LSD, perhaps followed it with some other pills and washed the whole lot down with strong whiskey. There were chariots on fire, spinning fiery wheels, dry bones reassembling themselves, and here this vision of the most amazing temple. Surely unlike any building that's ever been constructed on the earth.
If you get the time, read the few preceding chapters where the temple's described in even more detail. But here, in chapter 47, we see that the greatest of all the wonders was not necessarily the temple itself, but the mighty river that flowed right from the very heart of the temple. Those living waters that gave home to abundant fish and trees and which flowed ever deeper, ankles first, then knees, then waist, as it flowed towards the sea. And that water took with it, wherever it flowed, an amazing, living, healing power, meaning that the harvests would never fail. New fruit would grow on the trees every month, and even the leaves of those trees would bring additional healing through being used for medicines. Wow, that's an astonishing vision indeed. I think I'll have whatever Ezekiel is on, please. In all serious, though, it's easy for people to interpret the vision rather too literally. To perhaps assume that this wonderful temple had to be built at some stage in Israel's future when the kingdom was restored. There may be still, even today, some men who would love to see this accomplished. This structure built to finally build this temple that was worthy of being lived in by God himself. But wait, would God even want that? In Acts chapter 7 we have reference again to the wonderful temple that was built by Solomon. It was fantastic in every detail once more, with cedar wood panelling, layered with gold throughout. But for all its luxury and grandeur, it was never a home for our God. There's never a system of walls that will keep God locked within it. And neither, of course, would be Ezekiel's mega-temple either. Luke writes quite clearly and categorically in verse 48 what was said by the first Christian martyr, Stephen, in front of the Jewish leaders, and which caused them to be so angry that they gnashed their teeth and stoned him to death. For Stephen said, The Most High does not live in houses made by human hands. The Apostle Paul then goes on to give us a bit more detail in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? And then again in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 16 he said, For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Oh yes, it's us. It's you and me that God lives in through his Holy Spirit. Is your heart grand enough to be his temple? Is mine? What a challenge for each one of us that is. And that's what Ezekiel's vision was all about. It was the story of the gospel message itself. 
that mighty river that started off small, just the twelve apostles, but then spreading, as first we read in Acts throughout the local area, and then further afield, and then into the whole world. What a mighty river that is! And over the two thousand years that the Christian message has spread, that same gospel, it's gone throughout the entire world, just as that river flowed in Ezekiel's vision, bringing with it life and salvation and, of course, healing. Now, we tend not to talk very much about the Holy Spirit's healing power in our Salvation Army. It seems to be something that we've grown more and more uncomfortable with throughout our history. But I was really interested to discover that actual healing services and a very real physical healing ministry was part of our early day army. Many of you will have heard of Colonel William Pearson, who wrote many of the songs in our Salvation Army songbook. Colonel Pearson, who worked for many years in Salvation Army publishing, had a very popular, successful and famous healing ministry within the Salvation Army. And several history books tell of the regular healing services that took place at Whitechapel Corps in those early days of our army. I wonder why they ever stopped. Well, stop they did, and these days, as I said earlier, most of us tend to shy away from such physical manifestations of the work of the Holy Spirit. Personally, I think that is a shame, and a bit of a failing of ours as a Salvation Army, for God has given us many tools to work with. Those same tools that he gave to the disciples at Pentecost. And who are we to pick and choose which ones are suitable and usable for us today? You see, if you and I are the temples of the Holy Spirit, the temple of the living God, then Ezekiel's healing waters will need to, and if we allow them to, flow from us, wherever we go, whatever we do. This water touches the lives of everyone we meet. We're much more familiar, perhaps, with the healing of forgiveness in the lives of new Christians, and yes, to use another old army word, to backsliders, and we may also have evidenced the healing of mind and spirit that's come about through someone meeting the Lord and casting all their cares on him. So well may we sing, O rise, Emmanuel's tide, and my soul overflow, but not just for our benefit. We do need to keep coming back to God, yes, but once we truly believe in our own salvation, then those healing waters that flow from us as Christians flow for the benefit of the whole world. They flow for the salvation of souls who've still not found our Lord or have asked him to be Lord of their lives. And again, what a challenge that is for each of us. Are you then up for coming for a swim with me? Are you ready to dive into these waters of blessing that God needs us to share with his unsaved children? 
Oh, I do sincerely hope so.
thank you once again, Katie Harding, for sharing the gift of your voice with us tonight. I spoke to Katie earlier in the week and she is well aware of the power of God's healing spirit within her family. You may remember her testimony last year on that very subject. God bless you, Katie, and your family, and indeed all of us who spend this time in the Holy Spirit's power this evening. As always, it seems, General Albert Osborne has put into words the prayers of our hearts. So ask God to come and dwell within you tonight as we sing along with the stained songsters the words of song number 472. Make our hearts thy home, Lord, as we sing in that wonderful third verse together, Light, life and love are in that healing fountain. All I require to cleanse me and restore flow through my soul, redeem its desert places, and make a garden there for the Lord I adore.
For our final song this evening, let's turn to song number 965. We're just going to sing the first three verses together tonight, with that second verse reading, There is cleansing and healing for all who will wash in the life-giving flood. tonight we do pray that we will all be touched by your healing power and that those healing waters will indeed flow from us your servants out into the world touching healing restoring and saving the people that we meet every day of our lives and now may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.